0: Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the ramp Room, Tons won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it And anybody
1: can get it, no limit We get to kill it, You tuning it the realest And no, ain't no stopping no. Any topic, even the random. So random. I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We only grow shit, welcome to the round Room
0: That's it, that's all I got to say
1: What's up y'all, it's your boy Hilliard, guess. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> and you guys are listening to the Screenwriter's Rant Room. Well, we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it 1015. See, so we better than 100. See, that's how we do it on the show. Matter of fact, since I got y'all on the show, y'all gonna say it with me. All right. I'm I'll gonna see. say, and we keep it, and we're gonna say 1015. Ready? So on this show, we keep it street. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what? 1,015. See, we got people with soul in here today. So, look, we got to be on time. Look, We we did a little chorus for y'all. So, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, shit like that. That's what I like to say about it. <laughs> so, just so you guys know, my girl, Lisa Bolacaja, is on staff with Bitch Flicks. So, she's busy today. But I got my man sitting in here with us, one of our baby writers, um, my man, Gary, how you say your last name? Gurrier. Gurrier. He like got a little, <laughs> like he French or some shit, like he cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so he going to sit in with us today. So you guys going to hear his cool little voice jumping in from time to time. And um, so with that, if you're grown, let's get it in. So today we got a kick-ass episode for y'all. We got my man, my home team. My big bro. <laughs> How many other hyphens look? <laughs> my man, Dale Weston, y'all. Writer, director, producer. Uh, a lot more hyphen. Host. Uh, creator of Action on Film Film Festival. Um, I know there's like nine other shit you do. But there's, a few,
0: there's a few things
1: out there. <laughs> but we'll, we'll give you them big ones. And you can throw in some more as we go along. Right. Is that cool? So today we got my man, Dale, here. Um, and I wanted you on, Dale... Because, number one, you got the book coming out. And you got the current book out. So let's just throw that out really quick before okay. we get into it. Go ahead. What's right. the new, what's the book that's out and what's the book coming out?
0: We just released a new book called The Top 100 Indie Filmmakers in the World, Part 1. And how's that doing? It's doing very well. It released cool. last week on uh, wow. iTunes. It's an iBook author book, which means it's okay. interactive. It's got everything you could ever want to know about the people who I think are the movers and the shakers All in right. the world of film, indie film, mm-hmm. right now. In the next uh, 90 days, you'll see the release of our newest book, <laughs> which is the top 50 independent writers in the world.
1: Oh, well, you'd be moving fast.
0: And you? I, you, I yeah, heard, yeah. I, hear, I hear tell that you're featured in that book.
1: Yeah, yeah. My man hooked a brother up. You know, I deserved you, it. In you, chill, know what? You, you know, know what? When you, say, <laughs> when you say you hooked
0: a brother up, I think what we said was we recognize talent in you. all of its forms, Definitely. shapes, sizes, and colors. Definitely. And that's a, that's a hookup for the world, not Absolutely. just for you or I, it's for them to see and to be exposed to you. Absolutely. Not just the other way around. Well,
1: let me just say, while we're here, you know, thank you, man. It was an honor to even be on that list because I know you guys have been doing action on film for a long time. You met a lot of writers, and to be one of the fifty that you chose, dude, that's 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 beautiful.
0: Well, it's even bigger than that yeah. because we own a production company as well for the last twenty years. Okay, I've been receiving script submissions for over twenty years from all over the world, so it's not just the audience of action on film; okay. it's the audience of in, of independent uh, film and the industry. I'm talking about tens and tens and tens of thousands of scripts and submissions and ideas and people. It's not just our small audience. And I want people to know that even with the, with the film book, Mm. it's not just filmmakers from AOS. It's filmmakers from around the world who I've met, interacted with. And a lot of them suck. That's why they're not in the book.
1: (laughs) See, if you suck, if you suck, you
0: don't get in the book. And I want to be very clear about that. If you don't, if you're not, what I, what I term to be an independent filmmaker, mm-hmm. which is a dynamic individual who's willing to take all risks and chances to make sure their dream is followed and, and, the, mm-hmm. and their, their work is sane, mm-hmm. uh, then you suck. I approve that Keep message. It real, Dale. I approve that message. Keep it real.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> I just had to get that out the way. So look, where can they go get that?
0: You can is get it on iTunes. Amazon? No, not Amazon. It's on okay. iTunes. It's a it's a new format book. It's called iBook Author. It's not an ebook. Okay. It's not what you would think of as a PDF you download. This is an immersive, interactive process. Mm-hmm. It is viewed either on your iPhone or your iPad, and it's an iTunes book only because okay. of the program is made it in. But imagine being able to flip a page. Mm-hmm press a button and see an interview with this individual, a live interview, or to watch the trailer for their film or to watch something they've done and then cross-section that with the work of another 25 people in the book. And we also have interviews with each person. So Mm -hmm. when they drop a name of someone they like, you push that name, it connects you to either a Wikipedia page or IMD page or the person's home so you can learn about that person. Mm -hmm. We don't want just a one-layer, you know, Dell said, book. Mm -hmm. we want a book that can be you know, uh, quantified and also seen and compared to other things. It's, progressive. it's important. Progressive. You know, we're not yes. like some society that came up one day and said, "Well, we're only going to choose from this group." <laughs> we don't do that. We have okay. we have people from. Uh, Germany, Spain, France, America, uh, the Middle East, there, mm-hmm. there's a, a Poland, China, Japan. It's, you know, black, white, Hispanic. It's mm-hmm. not just one group of people who mm-hmm. I think fit into a mold of, mm-hmm. well, I'm with the DGA. You know, I don't, I don't have that thing. I don't like it. It's, yeah. it's, it's been against us too long, and mm-hmm. I want to change the face of this.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so, that was that. Go ahead. So, Dale, w- what inspired you to? Uh,
0: there used to be a series of books in the United States called Who's Who. It's probably still around. Mm-hmm. But what they did was they went around and took people who they thought were exemplary and then put them in a book. Hmm. If you look at that book, it's pretty much just one group of people, unfortunately. <laughs> who
1: that? Who that? Right? Who that? Well, <laughs> you can say it. Who them are? I'm, I'm just
0: going to say in a very uh, kind way, it wasn't people of color. Okay. Failure In the beginning. And these books were huge because you could. it was like a reference guide for people who you thought were of quality.
1: Yeah.
0: But people of color were not in that book. And so I said, let's redefine it and make it better, but include everyone. You can't. You cannot possibly say I'm a part of this society and then eschew or or uh, ignore mm-hmm. a third or a fourth of that of that society. Mm-hmm. I, I, it makes me sick. It's mm-hmm. like the Oscars this year, you know. <laughs>
1: well, you see, you see, Sharpton going in about that shit oh, right Sharpton. now. Look. I'm not a fan of Sharpton because <laughs> Sharpton
0: is looking for money. I'm oh, looking yeah, for. Yeah. I'm actually looking for change, mm-hmm. and it's not a hot button issue for Al Sharpton. It's a hot button issue for everybody who says. But what about this? And what about Mm -hmm, this? And mm -hmm. by the way, who's voting for these things? Mm -hmm. And when you can get into the mix and say, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. that's not a fair representation of of the people who are watching the films. It's a fair representation of the people who are or lobbying to win the Boom. films, and, yeah. and I think that's where you have your problems, mm-hmm. and that's why it's not fair. It's it's like uh, someone said, "Hey, I just saw where Chris Hemsworth was voted the uh, the, the best looking man in the world." I said, "Let me tell you something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. Okay? i
1: tell it down. Tell I'm, it. Like. I
0: have to be clear with you. Okay, mm-hmm. I could take Chris Hemsworth out. Okay, I'll take him anywhere you want to go, anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. and let me pick two brothers mm-hmm. from around the way. Mm-hmm. One's called Sweet Pea. That one's name is Baby." They will have... (laughs) More women <laughs> than Chris Hemsworth, but and they take better pictures, yeah. and they have better bodies, my and they're not, listen, like a man they're not, they're, they're built from birth, mm-hmm. they're not out lifting weights and, and taking pictures and photoshopping. <laughs> so it is the same when they said that, that Cameron Diaz and then that other rag, Gwyneth Paltrow, was. The, I said, yeah, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow is not the sexiest woman in, in nah, Cleveland, dude, she's not the sexiest nah, woman in this dude. apartment building, and she's yeah. definitely not the sexiest woman in my room, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so please <laughs> don't tell me because you're discounting all these other groups. True. I saw a Mexican girl, mm-hmm. she walked into a nightclub. She took a step and the place caught on fire That's how hot she was.
2: Damn. Wow. Gwyneth
0: Paltrow walked to a nightclub, like three or four people went in the bathroom and threw up. <laughs> so you tell me who's hot. Mm-hmm. Who's hot? I
1: feel mm-hmm. you. <laughs> that's all I got to say. Huh? It's unfortunate that society you know, mm-hmm. kind of predicts you know, what's hot. Mm-hmm. That's, that's total it's, nonsense.
0: It's, it's not predicting. What they're doing is they're saying... You, by, by virtue of the fact that this person, in, of this look, of this color, of this hairstyle, this person is beautiful, a.k.a. you are not. And that's what I have All a problem right. with. Right. See, they have to say from this group of women, our judges, which included these five blonde hair, blue eyed, over uh, 60 uh, Ep- <laughs> yeah, Let's people, chose this person. Mm-hmm. But we, we never looked at this person, this person, this person, this sure. person. So be fair about that. And I think that even with the books and with the movies and the film festival, mm-hmm. for me it's about saying where is everybody? Where are all the women? Where are all the blacks? Where are all the whites? Where are all the Asians? Especially the hot Asians. Where are all the, <laughs> the Filipinos? Where are all these people? who can be represented at the show. And I want those people. I want them in the books. And I don't want to be the who's who. I want to be the me, Dale West. Let me
1: set something up. I mean, we're gonna get, let's get into your background in right? a minute. But I just have to say this really, really quick. One of the things I love about you, Dale, mm-hmm. trip this. We've been talking about going to coffee for fucking 10 years. Right, right. But look, one of the things I love about you, If you ever go to Action on Film, Film Festival, it is the most colorful film festival you've ever seen in your entire life.
0: And that's by design. It's by design. Mm -hmm. What we did was we literally over 10 years began to weed people out. We're, We're inclusive. We're all inclusive. But people who we saw that had biases that we thought were so outrageous with regards to... How they treated people or how they looked at people. I've had people come make comments about people because of the how much money they spent, and they would say, "Hey Dom, um, show my next film." I said, "No, you're not." And, I, and I'm, it's not like a secret thing where they go, "Well, I submitted it and get in." I said, "No, no, no, don't submit because I guarantee you won't get in." This is about this is about something else. I don't I don't want people who really don't. Trust and like other people of other races and creeds, just based on their race or their creed or their color or their sexual preference, for that matter. Yes. I had a guy who came in one year. He was he had done a film about a, a gay issue, and someone said, "You're accepting that film." I said, "Who are you?"
1: Mm. He has I'm a you, He's a black gay man. Yeah, <laughs> but who who are you yeah. to
0: choose or or I say agree. who gets in who? It, you know what? Go start your own show and let it mm-hmm. fail. Don't come to my show which has succeeded mm-hmm. with that attitude.
1: Let me let me tell you, let me say one other last thing. I'm just sitting here uh, 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 gushing on you for a second, if you don't mind. This is my motherfucking show. So fucking
0: gush all you want. You can gu- you can gush too. You can gush. You got, can gush. I got a brothers be gushing. You can do
1: whatever. I don't can't care. Spell gush. Look.
0: Do whatever can you care. want to do.
1: Trip this out, Dale. Here's one of the things I will never forget. Every time people ask me what film festival should they submit to, I say your film festival.
0: Wow, thank you. And
1: here's why. I'll never forget. I almost get teary-eyed thinking I'm still being real. This motherfucker right here, let me tell you. So, years ago, one of my scripts, eventually I think won one of his competitions, right? And won one of the categories. And I go to the award show, and I walk up front, and this motherfucker's standing in the front, <laughs> you know, at the long desk with everybody's getting people's uh, register or whatever. And he looks at me, and he hears me say, hey, I'm Hillary guest. And he turns and he goes... Hilliard, you wrote such and such, and he went in for like a minute about my script, and I was like, wow. "Because are we, you kidding me?"
0: Listen, we I read. have
1: never ever heard of that before.
0: We read, I read every single script, I watch every single movie, sometimes more than once. Mm-hmm. You most film festivals don't really care about that person who's written that script or made that film or acted in that part. I think everybody who comes together to celebrate that work and the effort behind that work. I think that person needs to be recognized Got and to be and to be Hey, how are you good to see you nice mm-hmm. to me and I try to do that with every single person I meet mm-hmm. and then some people accept it some people don't The ones to don't I say hey have a nice day it's okay I don't you, do, you don't hurt me mm-hmm. by me doing my job yeah. I, and, or recognizing me doing my job yeah. I don't it doesn't bother me
1: I mean I have won some of the biggest competitions out there nobody I have to introduce myself to them they're like Oh, you wrote sessions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, they didn't find a right. read. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So I'm just I'm just honored by that. And it shows in the work. It shows in if you talk to any motherfucker at the film festival, everybody cannot wait to come back to them.
0: We're trying to build something that it's, <laughs> it's a family. They it's a, it's really more of a family. And it's yeah. a it's an extended family of people mm-hmm. who have one thing in common. They care about their work, the industry, and the other people around them. And I think once you get a group like that together, you begin to build and do things that most people can't. Sure, sure. By the way, I hate Sundance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you want to go in about that? No, nah, I just hate, I hate Sundance. Okay. That's all. <laughs> you, don't, I, you don't want to qualify that or nothing? There's
0: nothing to qualify. I have my opinion. And I'll tell all you something right. else. I'm like that group that voted Cameron Diaz the hottest woman in the world. Ah, okay. I'm okay. A, I am can do whatever I want. I'm the, I'm the king. How's that? I'm the king of sofas. Yeah, i I'm the
1: king. Uh, yeah, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the king.
0: But it, what, what, what got me was Robert Redford made a film uh, a year and a half ago called All Is Lost. And then after he wasn't nominated last year, he said it was a matter of marketing and jealousy that he did, was film wasn't nominated. Man. And the problem with that is when a guy like him, who is as privileged, as wealthy, as uh, visible as any actor in the history mm-hmm. of this industry, has sour grapes about his opportunities, mm-hmm. then you know the people that are far below him never had a shot to begin that's with. A, a really and so when I think about things in that way, I go, well, hang on a second. If you are the top of the top, the top, he's the top of the food chain, you can't get right. and he owns the biggest festival biggest. And, and system in the history of the planet. Mm-hmm. I don't can nothing. It's yes. Sundance. Right. When you complain and whine and bitch and moan, then you know that the guys that are 50 levels before you mm-hmm. will never have a shot. Damn. And that's what I want people that's to recognize. Well, that's right. what I going to recognize. Because Robert Redford has won everything in the world. And at this age, he's grousing about what he didn't get. And i got to tell you, by the way, I watched the film twice. The film is a beautiful film. It is absolutely a stunning film to watch. I love what they did. The cinematography is amazing. The, there's almost no dialogue. So the, the writing of the dialogue can't really be you know, uh, nominated for anything. But his acting was off. The problem was his acting was off. He overacted even the most simple gestures. Mm-hmm. And I think that hurt him. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing to say, put a camera on me for two hours and ten minutes. It's another thing to say, put a camera on me for two hours and ten minutes and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think it was hard because of his overacting to really enjoy him. I like Robert Redford's work. I hate Sundance. I like his work, but I don't like what they've done in that process. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's just shown the world in, without even trying to. Mm-hmm. That young voices, young people of color, young women, young men who, of any color mm. who don't have connections, if Robert Redford is whining, you better check your uh, Damn, your ID card because you, you'll be working at Chili's a long time. Damn. That's mm. all I want you to know.
1: That's what I Y'all motherfuckers are getting some game right here. This is what I'm talking about. So, look, let's just go back a little bit. Just give me a little gist on where you're from and how you got into the game. And then I want to get into... Um, how you started action on film and, of course, your project you worked on. Right,
0: sure. Well, I, I began in the industry very, very early. I I had uh, was dating a girl from England, mm-hmm. and she was staying with a family in uh, Irvine named the Millers. Okay. And I had been working and writing for many years. I had written some poetry and, and won a couple of competitions, but I always wanted to write and tell stories. Mm-hmm. And... Um, this gentleman took me up into his office, and he had a bunch of phony Rembrandts hanging on the walls. And, and I said, that's a nice reproduction, because Rembrandt's my favorite artist. I love his his color, his light, and his dark uh, use of shadows. And he said, those aren't reproductions. Yeah.
2: And I said, really?
0: <laughs> he said, yeah. Then he explained to me he bought a library of something that in, in schools they use these little training videos and sold it for $30 million later. Oh, nice. Then he bought another library. And so he goes, kid, the money's in libraries. Property's nice. Stock market's good. But own a library. Own, right, geez, own, <laughs> own, own something that yeah. you can tr- – And I immediately went out and began making martial arts videos, those big martial artists at the time, and I sold a bunch of martial arts videos. And then I began going into sports videos, and then I said, let me do some entertainment stuff. And this is back in the the er, uh, late, late 80s, early, early 90s. And um, I began creating libraries of, of film, video, television shows, all kinds of things. Let
1: me ask you. Sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you. Um, because one of the guys that you give credit to is like one of your sensei mm-hmm. or something, right? I remember I met yeah. him. Frank, yeah,
0: Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, his name is Frank Trejo. He was uh, the bodyguard for Van Halen David Lee Roth those guys. But he was a guy who was trained by a man named Ed Parker. Mm-hmm. And I studied with Frank for many, many years. Unfortunately, he developed uh, diabetes and kidney failure, and they've been chopping him up into small pieces. Yeah, yeah. But he's the one who actually created the Action on Film Festival. He was my, he was my, I call him my Kempo father, um, because he took me under his wing and the guy taught me everything he knew. And that's one of the reasons why, um, I've never had to back down. I, when you know what you can do and what you want to do and you have a voice and a small amount of intelligence, you can usually get through life, uh, without having to bend, break, or put your eyes down from you, You see somebody who you think might be better than you. I just don't have that, 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 that fall. And Frank
1: gave me that. And It's it's funny you say that. Um, I have this thing because I grew up in the hood. I was telling him before you came in. I grew up in a very, very bad gang neighborhood. Ouch! I was in the gang when I was a kid. Ouch! And but it, it was a different type of gang at the time. I mean, it became a really bad gang, but when I was in, the, we were breakdancing. Mm-hmm. But um, I was telling, um, I was starting to tell you, and but in my neighborhood, if you can't fight, you're gonna get punked to death. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a guy around the neighborhood who was a big martial arts sensei, and everybody teased him because he rode around on a skateboard, and he was a cool-looking dude, mm-hmm. but he was odd. <clears throat> and for some reason, there was something that drew me to him, and he knew there was something different about me, and he started teaching me how to martial arts. Absolutely. And next thing I know, it was three, four, five of us sitting there doing taekwondo every fucking weekend. That's and it. And eventually, the dude who was punking me, I whipped his fucking ass. Well, that's it. A- and you feel me? And, and, and so I have no... I hate to sound like a jerk when I say this, but I don't have a lot of pity for kids who get bullied. I'm like fucking teach the kids to fight. Mm-hmm. Kids are the worst. Mm-hmm. The you know kids I
0: mean? that you find that when they're creating a whole class of those people, by the way, mm-hmm. they're saying if you defend yourself, you're going to go to you're, exactly. you're, you're going to get kicked out of school. You're going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, the point of the matter is you have to learn to defend yourself because it's a very cruel world out there. It's, a, it's not an easy world. And you're not talking,
1: always going to be in school, motherfuckers. You're, you're
0: talking to a guy who's had the left hand halfway removed from fighting. You oh I got st- stabbed across the shoulder and then fight. You see those? those uh, 19 stitches across the top of my head. That's all from fighting. (laughs) And I got to be honest. I think fighting is one of the greatest things you can do or teach Mm -hmm. your child because life is a struggle. It's a fight. No one says life. Life is not a quiz in law school. Life is not about a quiz in the court one day about, Mm -hmm. hey, did you know that you can't do that in a car? No, life is about (laughs) every day waking up and struggling to write, struggling to make Mm -hmm. your movie, struggling to work, struggling to deal with everything that's coming your way Mm -hmm. until you find a place where the struggle becomes an acceptance. You go, that's just part of what it is, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm equipped to deal with it.
1: Yeah, I feel you.
0: And if you're not equipped, then you better start taking pills and doing drugs and,
1: <laughs> and uh, running run a few people on the
0: street, you know, I mean, iceberg. it
1: teaches you street smarts, and it teaches you the ability to see, to sense when shit ain't right. You know, like I'll be in the house with my partner, and I'll hear some noise outside, and he'll jump to the window like, oh, my God, like, what's that? And I'll just be sitting there watching mm-hmm. the TV. Mm-hmm. When I jump up, some shit went down. Somewhere. I can feel it in the tone. Mm-hmm. Something switched. You know, that's when you need to take a look mm-hmm. and make sure your fucking car is safe outside or whatever the fuck. Well, you it, know what I mean?
0: You know, you gotta have instincts and intuition and have at least, at least enough confidence in yourself to act on your intuition. And that doesn't right. just need to be a violent situation, that could be just in a business meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a sad thing what people do, but in business, it's about dominating.
2: Yeah.
0: And it, whether, whether you've written a great script and someone wants it or there's a negotiation for money, it's about dominating mm-hmm. right. and, and dominating for your best interest. And there's nothing wrong with dominating for your best interest. You know, being a nice guy has cost me a lot. And, <laughs> and it's just been in the last, I don't know, five years I've decided to really be a, a happy, gregarious, outgoing person, mm-hmm. but just not be nice to everyone I meet. It's, you right. know, I don't treat everyone as if they're my best friend because I only have a few best friends. I treat them like, that's my best friend, you're just the guy I'm saying that's hi to. Right. Yeah. Reason, yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So let's go back. So you were starting to say, so you were starting to make these martial arts.
0: So we made these martial arts tapes, and we sold a bunch of those. And then I began making... uh, uh, uh IKBA kickboxing championship films yeah. and then also boxing films um, and a lot of martial arts stuff continued. And I said, let me do something that, with a film and movies. And I began doing uh, short films and then uh, experimental. So that's uh, where
1: you learned to do your stunts then? Well,
0: no, um, I, I, I fought, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the martial arts had, had become my life and working out had become my life. Okay. And um, I was owed some money by a guy and he said, well, I can't pay you the money, but I've got this, this movie thing coming up. Why don't you take my role? And it was a movie with Jet Li called, um, really? called um, Masters. Okay. And it was Stephanas Moksikakis, Corey Jacoby, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jerry Goldenboy Trimble, who you all see right. on Facebook yeah. all the time. And we did this film for Roberta Chow. And it was Jet Li's first American film. Mm-hmm. And then it, while that was recording, I heard about an audition for um, Rocky Five through a cat named <laughs> Frazier Smith. He said, you might want to shoot down to the Jet Center and see if you can get in. So mm-hmm. I had no agent, no manager. Nobody. I just ran down to to the thing and there's a line of 1,200 guys waiting to get. So I walked to the front of the line and I go, hey, Del Weston. And they go, huh? I go, yeah, Del Weston. They go, well, who are you with? (laughs) I'm with nobody, but I saw on the wall it said Goosens Gym Mm -hmm. because Benny the Jet used to be trained with the the Goosens, Danny Goosens, who are Mm -hmm. still big trainers now. What's that? No, I think he's around, isn't he? I know you know, I'm
1: thinking about the. um, the, um,
0: uh, Killing people off and you don't even know it.
1: The one who. The boxing, um, Danny Guzman.
0: The, oh, yeah, the fighter, not the, the, not, the, not the train, not the Gooseman. Gooseman big oh, yeah. difference between a Hispanic Gooseman and Jewish Gooseman. Big difference. Ah, okay. One of them is you don't get in the ring if you're the Jewish <laughs> name. Just be careful of that. So um, I went down and they said, Well, who are you with? And I looked around and I said, Good, I'm with the Goosens. And they go, Oh, we'll go right through, Mr. Weston. Ah, interesting. And I walked in and I go, Who's the casting director? And there was a woman sitting on the stage They said, It's Carol Jones. She's right there. Mm-hmm. I ran over to her and said, Hi, Mrs. Jones. I'm Dell Weston and I'm going to be in your movie. And she said, Really now? I said, Yes, ma'am, I am. And she'll take off your shirt. So I took off my shirt. She'll show me, show me a few moves. So I showed her a few moves. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Go stand over there. Mm-hmm. Well, six auditions later, I was in Rocky Five. And okay. this is a very important story for everybody. Mm-hmm. Never take no for an answer on yourself, mm-hmm. take no for an answer. When you're watching reality TV, no, I don't want to watch this. Or you know, take, take no for an answer when you're at a restaurant and you don't want to eat something that someone else wants you to eat. Then you say no. Take no if someone says, you know, uh, we don't have that flavor ice cream. That's an okay no because you can go next door. But when it comes to yourself, don't ever take no for an answer. When it comes to you, it's important to you, don't ever take no. And I'm saying, not saying being vicious or violent or angry. Just don't take no. There's always a way. My chance of getting in Rocky Five or zero. They were 100% zero Mm -hmm. up until the day I met Stallone. He said, yeah, this guy's good. Put him in up until the day. And this is a true story. If you watch Rocky five, you see my, my real name in one of the montages says Tommy Gunn versus wild Dell Weston. (laughs) And the funny thing was I was so outrageous in there that they used my real name. So that's a funny, funny thing, Mm -hmm. but I won't, I learned that you don't take no. And life is very hard. This life is not easy for me or anyone else. Mm -hmm. Life is hard, but if you begin to learn to enjoy the struggle, then it becomes a competition and the competition is fun. And if you have a little training and how to succeed in competition, well, wait a minute. Let, now let you're set for life. You,
1: let me just qualify that. Now you, you were saying that don't say no,
0: don't I accept. Think, no, I, don't I accept. You no, a
1: very good reference of how you handled. Don't yeah.
0: Don't no. accept. No, don't but, accept. But,
1: no. but how do how do other young writers use that? Well, if they go on a meeting and an agent says, oh, no. well,
0: no. see, here's what, here's what's <laughs> happening. You're, you're abdicating your power to that agency mm-hmm. or to that, or to that, that manager. Yeah. And okay. let me express to you something. Um, for the most part, agents and managers are scumbags, and here's why they're scumbags. They have a place in the world, but they are making money off of you. Mm-hmm. See, it's not that they go do a job and you make money. No, they go do a job, right, which is answering a phone call, and then they charge a rate, and then you get, you get picked mm-hmm. up or put in. If it wasn't for your initial talent, if it wasn't for who you were, if it wasn't for what you do, they wouldn't have a place. You understand? Yeah. It's like electric cars with no charging stations. <laughs> you're the charging yeah. station. The car can't exist without a charging station. True. You can have all the electric cars you want in the world, but no, <laughs> you're the source. Mm-hmm. So agents, managers, um, um, uh, production houses, they're geared to say no to you. Mm-hmm. You have to be the one that says yes to yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way. And what I'm suggesting is there is a way, but you have to find it. And you find it by not giving in and quitting. It's easy to say they don't like me. I'm going to quit. They don't want me. I'm going to quit. I didn't get an Oscar nomination. I'm going to quit. All mm-hmm. those things are very easy. What's well, not easy is to say, hmm, I wonder if I do this instead, and then go do it. See, you think about it, but you got to do it. Don't accept the no. Just don't.
1: You hear that, Gary? That's very powerful. It's, it's the truth.
0: I don't make this stuff up. You, you, it's, I had a girl one time told me no. She said, I would never date us. She just, swear, <laughs> hey, Heidi, how you doing? She said, I would never, ever date you. You're unattractive. You look like a freak. You got the wow. skin. You know, you're white. Or you're what are you, by the Man. way? Right? So I said, really? She said, I would never, ever date you. I said, <laughs> great. So the next week I went to the, hey, we should go out. you know. And she goes, what did I say to you? <laughs> I said, I'm just, hey, I, it's a matter of time, but you know, you're, we're going to go. And so I walked to her one day and I said, is not that your boyfriend over there? She goes, yes. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk over and I'm going <sighs> to slap him. I'm going to walk over and I'm going to slap him a couple times. <laughs> just so you know that I'm serious about this, and when the cops come after, you know, I slap them. Mm. I'm going to slap one of the cops. That's how much I'm. I'm telling you, I'm going to go out with. And she's like, "You're nuts!" Like, I mean, "I'll listen." I'm telling you right now. So six weeks later, we're dating. Really? Wonderful. Oh my god, it's she's the prettiest girl in the world. She's just mm. she's got her rear end right. I know that you can when, say ass on this show. No, no, no I'm gonna, I want to. I want to be respectful because I'm talking about the Pope. Okay, her her rear end. Mm. Look to me like the followers in Rome see the Pope when he opens his doors.
1: You know, you get a little bit of
0: sunlight and there's a little bit of organ music. You know, and the Pope comes out and everybody starts to scream and cry with emotion. I saw her ass one day, and I almost broke into tears. I I broke it. I just I just a little tear went down my. It's like that Indian in in America where they throw away trash on the street. And I looked and I said, "This is what you get for not saying no." this is what you get for not, mm-hmm. for not accepting no. Mm-hmm. And it didn't end very well for her. It ended great for me because mm-hmm. I got my self esteem uh, <laughs> raised. But, but what I discovered was without being a stalker, mm-hmm. without being nasty, without being rude, without being a loser, I just simply didn't accept a no. Yeah. that was hell of and confidence. Wow. In what you well, noticed. no, it's not a confidence in me. It's a desire not to give myself less. You know, if if I was in Africa
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, And I'm not making fun of Africa. I'm just telling you the truth. If I was in Africa and I saw kids with flies on their head, I'd eat those flies to stay alive.
2: Mm, You understand? I see see the point. You get my point?
0: Don't tell me you're too weak to wipe the fly fly away. I'm going to eat that fly. And I'm going to do whatever I have to do. But Mm -hmm. I think when you pull someone's strength away, their emotion away, their power away Mm -hmm. by saying there's no food for you, Mm -hmm. there's no water for you, there's no time for you, no medication for you. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? I bet you there is.
1: And where, where do you think that came from, Dale? That, uh, being
0: beaten up a lot yeah. when I was younger. Uh-huh. I grew up in a lot of uh, mixed uh, 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 neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, what is I, your
1: background? Do you mind me asking? I'll tell
0: you the truth. Yeah. Um, my father's mother was raped by a white person. Okay. And my mother's mother was the mistress of a white farmer.
2: Really?
0: And... Um, It has created what you see before me, and people will always say, what are you? And I've told people I'm Mongolian, I'm Chinese, I'm Russian. People will believe that before they will yeah. believe that I'm a black person. Absolutely. And I always Absolutely. find that amazing. Because
1: I can see that you're a black man.
0: You can see it yeah. if you look. But if yeah. you, you want to believe that I'm not dealing with a guy who's semi-intelligent mm-hmm. and kind of powerful and he's not mm-hmm. leaning and he's not begging, mm-hmm. well, maybe he's a Jew. You know, or maybe he's uh-huh. Italian or mm-hmm. maybe he's, he's Syrian. Mm-hmm. And I've told everybody, this, the, the most story I tell is I'm Chinese and Russian. Mm-hmm. People say, well, why you, how, what happened? I said, well, there was a Chinese man with a very small penis. And he met a Russian, and he met a Russian woman, and uh, he beat her up. And yeah. while she was laying out, another Chinese man came over and raped her. And that's yeah. how I was born. Oh, Damn. you poor thing. People would rather believe. the word of God, people would rather believe the most outrageous thing rather than just believe the simple truth. I'm just yeah. a unique looking guy yeah, 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 who is a part of American history yeah. that you don't want to recognize. Yeah. And so,
1: so you just look like Creole to me, you know, just like one of, Creole's
0: a little bit different. I, I and
1: in the sense of in the high sense yellow that
0: brother. In the, in the, in the, head well, head. that's the funny thing, because even that term high yellow brother mm-hmm. comes back from the slavery days. Said, well, they're high yellows. So they worked the front of the house. True, right. So there's a natural inclination that darker people would not like lighter people because they were working in the field.
2: True.
0: So even in those elements between black, you have this racist mm-hmm. thing or thought going on, even with the terminology of what you're called. I, mm-hmm. here's, here's what I am. I'm just a guy who's trying to do well for himself. That's what, That's what it really comes down yeah, to. And, right. and the nationality or my race or my, my color or my heritage or my, my genes, whatever that might be mm-hmm. qualified as, it's, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm like – Tiger Woods said he was Kabbal Asian. -Asian. (laughs) Remember that? He was he was Caucasian, black, Asian, and European. Remember that Tiger Woods came out that crap? Let me tell you something. Tiger Tiger Mm -hmm. is a Negro, okay. Mm -hmm. Because only a <laughs> only only a brother would be playing sixty five women at once and paying them off with okay. subway sandwiches. Okay. That's the only Look, and that's yeah. what comes back to my first point about Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. You think Chris Hemsworth could bang sixty five no, chicks and only no. give him a subway sandwich? No. No. Tiger, he, don't have,
1: he don't have that kind of game. Tiger
0: that. Tiger was laying yeah. some pipe. See, that's yeah. what I don't understand. Not yeah. only was he was he was he you know, laying the greens, yeah. he was laying some pipe. It's in the jeans. It, it was it that's what <laughs> wiggle, he wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And <laughs> I heard his father was the same way. Oh, so you can't really? tell me that I think it was the sexiest man in America was it was Tiger was until that Ellen Nordigan, ah, uh yeah. beat him up. Yeah. Then he lost some of his three cred because she beat his ass. Uh-huh. Yeah, she tore him up. But uh-huh. face what it was yeah. and don't say that it's not what it is. And, mm-hmm. and if you want to pretend, great, that's, you, that's your day. But I, I, I happen to know what a little bit of the world is about mm-hmm. and what we're up against. And what we're up against is no. You're up against someone else saying,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it may not even be your script or your film. It may just be you. It might just be your color. It might just be your voice. It might mm-hmm. just be Whatever their experience, the people who they think are like you, sure. and that's why you have to say no. Okay. I Not know you're a scumbag. I'm going to kill you. None of that stuff. No, we don't want to do that. What we want to say is I don't accept your, your saying that I can't do this. Mm. And I can't even bring that into my, my body or mm-hmm. my mind. I I refuse. I refuse. Mm. I refuse. Mm-hmm. That's extremely powerful.
1: Yeah, dude. That's well. Does.
0: Catch me at Friday on uh, a coffee bag and tea leaf. Right, 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 where I berate a barista for saying no to me, and I've had to do it. One guy said to me about a month ago, I asked for a iced uh, a grande americano in a venti cup because I wanted to put a little extra ice in there, right? And he goes, "Oh, we can't do that." I go, "What do you mean you can't do that?" And he goes, "Sir," I said, "Listen to me, listen to me. I'm going to be very clear with you. I'll let you. I'm be very clear with you. I don't care about the 20 people in line." I don't care about your manager who just fell out of a relationship. I don't care about the fact that your father has hated you for life. I don't care about those things. What I care about is that you understand that I asked you for something. And to, your entire structure at Starbucks is to please the customer. Yeah. If you're not happy, our baristas will make sure you're happy. Mm-hmm. I said, but you have for some reason forgotten that that is your mantra and your, and your, your prime directive. So you want to turn me down. <laughs> Guess what? I guarantee... Right? That I'll stand here for five more seconds mm-hmm. and you will do what I asked you to do simply by providing good customer service. No, <laughs> no, I'm not. And as soon as he said, No, I'm not, the guy behind me said, Why will not you do I saw you do it for another guy a day or two ago. Out of the blue, the guy goes, he just stares up and he goes, uh, Hang on a second. So, ha! <laughs> ah, What is a no to you? What is a no to you for whatever reason? I'm not saying it's anything other than whatever the no is to you. It's probably a yes to someone else. So why don't you just hang around? So it's a yes for you as well. Yeah. Just hang around because nothing to me, nothing is petty. Nothing is, is small from the drink at Starbucks that you just overpaid for Mm -hmm. to the tip you left in that tray to the car you want, the girlfriend you want, Mm -hmm. the success you're, 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 you're wanting. Mm -hmm. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. But the moment you start accepting those petty little no's, mm-hmm. they beat into your system. Mm-hmm. You're telling me oh. that you're telling me that I don't deserve a cup that happens to be a, an inch higher mm-hmm. on the sides? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're telling me? Because that, that that blows my mind. And yeah. you, are you really telling me that? The yeah. answer, is, "Yeah, I'm telling you that." I said, "Well, I, I don't accept that." I don't accept it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I don't accept it. So I've been a Starbucks manager. I've been it. a Starbucks manager, so I know what you can and can't do. Okay. And that's the other side of it. Yeah. What you cannot do is treat people badly mm-hmm. for the sake of treating people bad, no matter how bad your day is. And mm-hmm. sometimes even a big deals. Big deals hinge on how some guy's wife talked to him that morning. Mm-hmm. And you just happen to walk in and his mm-hmm. wife called him a, a scumbag, right? Sure. So he's displacing his anger on you and your wonderful work when in fact it has nothing to do with you. You know, it has nothing to do with your skin tone, your hair, your height, mm-hmm. your preference. Nothing mm-hmm. has to do with his wife. Mm-hmm. So why I, I say never take no. I had a guy one time tell me, it was a stepfather of mine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He said, you will never be a great artist. I'm looking at you right what? now. You will never, <laughs> as long as you try, be a great artist. And that day I put my pencil down. I broke my pencil and I put my art book away. And I mm-hmm. stopped trying, wow. right, for about nine minutes, right? <laughs> and I thought about what he said to me. And I went back to him. Yeah. And I said, I was about 13, I said, mm-hmm. How big a loser are you that you have to crush someone's dream to make yourself feel better? Damn. And he said, What? And I said, Do you even know your father? He's like, What? I go, Do you know your father? I yeah, I know my father. I said, He was a piece of shit, wasn't he? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, Yeah, I said, look what he created.
1: Damn. Have a good and
0: I went back in, got some new pencils and started drawing again.
1: And my <laughs> did, art... Did he treat you different after that or was he still...
0: I didn't, the motherfucker? I, I've I. never been concerned for how someone treats me. Huh? I've never once in my life... Mm. I understood at the very beginning. And this is not just for me. It's for everybody. Sure. You're not going to get a fair shot.
2: True.
0: You're going to create True. a fair opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're never... There's never going to be a fair shot for you. Mm-hmm. So how someone treats me is is, is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Because it's, no one's ever done anything to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've allowed people to do things. Mm-hmm. And once you say... That didn't have to happen, or once it happened once, it didn't have to happen again.
1: Sure,
0: that's on you. That's on you. So
1: that was so damn so much game. We could just we could have (laughs) been all day just talking about that shit. You'd be very bored. I do want to talk about your career, (laughs) but that shit. But it all fucking (laughs) means something, you know. Anyway, so you were starting to tell us about the doing the martial arts films. Yeah, we work our way toward.
0: You to realizing that, yeah, that, that mm-hmm. I did the very, people don't know, but I did the very first uh, Hispanic pay per view comedy show in the mm-hmm. world. It's called Muertos de Risa," mm-hmm. And I worked at the Ice House Comedy Club for about uh, 10 years. Started out as a bar uh, security, and I moved all the way up to management, and then to uh, booking club, uh, the right. music, and all uh, so a bunch of stuff. You gotta learn
1: how to produce. You gotta
0: learn shit. how to produce, and mm-hmm. I did all. I mean, I booked all the night, the the uh, bands for all. I mean, just it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Then I moved on to a place called the Brave Bull was executive director there for a while. Did all the entertainment stuff, and then mm-hmm. I kept bouncing, and I've had a lot of highs and lows in between the two, mm-hmm. and I've realized one thing the highs and lows are exactly the same mm-hmm. the difference is is how you experience them and then how you how you allow yourself not to be fooled by what may be good today may not be good tomorrow mm-hmm. and so don't fool yourself thinking well i've got this and i can it it that's all irrelevant because it could be, it could be lost. What's important is like my wife and I were talking this morning. She was a little anxious about something. And hey, I said, "Hey Teresa," and I said, <laughs> "I said, hey sweetheart, I got fifty thousand things on my mind. Mm. What makes you think one of them is more important to you to, to me than you? Mm. Just think about it for a second. What do you, what makes you think that any of those things are more important to me than you? There's nothing more important than you now. What did you want? She says, Oh, just don't forget to take out the trash. I said, That's my new number one job is taking out the trash. That's what makes you happy. Okay, And that was it. And, <laughs> that. and, and that's it. And that's mm-hmm. how I teach my children. Yeah. When I hear one of them cry, Oh my God, stop the world. <laughs> Tell me what just happened. And I said, Now, when you go out in the world, or if Teresa, if you ever leave me, here's what I want you to do find someone else who treats you just that same way. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, that's on you. Yeah. That's now on you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, I think, for me, it's been has been. I very, haven't
1: met Teresa yet, but yeah. I'm tell you, I love her already. She's on her shit. She's amazing. You know she's what an I mean? amazing woman. Shout out right? to you, Teresa. That's what's up.
0: Tough Shout childhood. Up. You know very what I mean? tough childhood. Yeah. Abuse in the childhood, um, but a survivor, and she made it through. And she recognizes the world for what it is. Mm-hmm. And you have a choice to make it a beautiful place, or to make it a place that you hide and run from, mm-hmm. and threaten and, thread and then burn and shoot. <laughs> you, know? you know. And I think she's learning that it's a wonderful place. You just have to learn how to navigate the jungle. Yeah. We all do.
1: Do you ever figure it out?
0: I figured this much out. Okay. Um, a couple days ago, a guy filed a false police report about me stating that I had created a terrorist threat. <laughs> what? Yeah. He filed and the police officer called me and said, "Dell, what's going on? I, th- I told him what happened, and he goes, well, it turns out someone had been there and heard the whole thing, and he goes, that's a lie. Hmm. He's lying. He's absolutely lying. Mm-hmm. And the guy who made the report, it's a funny thing, the jealousy in this guy. It's a mm-hmm. very funny thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to cost him for having done that. It's mm-hmm. going to cost him greatly for having done that. But I realize why he did it. Mm-hmm. Because someone told him no one day, and he never got past it. Mm-hmm. And he sees me doing something, mm-hmm. and it just angers him. Mm-hmm. It just makes him bitter. And it, mm-hmm. But it also, at the same time, it awakens other people who normally would be just standing around looking sure. at the sunshine. You know, <laughs> they didn't rec- <laughs> This guy saw something, he goes, That's not true. So, the same number of people who will, will be aware of you, who hate you, will be aware of you and love you and respond to you and admire you and like you.
1: You know, it's funny you say that because <clears throat> there's, I'm on like three different committees at the Writers Guild. And there's a couple of people there who have a lot of big projects going on and they post them on Facebook and, you know, Twitter and all that shit. And I'm one of the dudes, I fucking tweet, put it on mm-hmm. my page. Blast them Celebrate like crazy. Them. Celebrate they do them. Nothing from me. Yeah. And I compliment. Hey, congratulations. Blah 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 blah. Keep doing and it. I'm, and I'm. And one of my other producer friends said to me, "Why do you keep doing that? No, I keep was doing like, it. I have to. No,
0: no, no keep doing I it. I have you, to. Keep doing it. And I'll tell you yeah. why. Okay. You have developed something that most people don't have. Mm-hmm. It's called class.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Maintain your class. Maintain your position. Your higher moral and and, yeah. and, and ethical uh uh position because. You cannot let someone's inability to act To say thank you for what you did mm-hmm. Stop you from being a person Who can recognize and acknowledge that's Greatness exactly. in others mm-hmm. And that's a really See a lot of people can't recognize Greatness mm-hmm. in another person You can be mm-hmm. jealous But are you really recognizing their greatness mm-hmm. And that, that's where you go Hmm
1: Well I have this philosophy Because I have a couple Big producer friends of mine Who we all do Who could help us mm-hmm. <laughs> Right mm-hmm. They all know I've done plenty of things And won awards And all mm-hmm. kind of shit They don't do shit for me Right But and And my partner and I were talking recently about one of them who just keeps winning awards, keeps getting all mm-hmm. kind of shit, and he was like, "Doesn't it annoy you that such and such doesn't do nothing for you?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "You know what? It used to when I was envious. I'm not envious anymore. Mm-hmm. I had to lose that shit, yeah, you know what I mean? I had to put that shit away in the freezer, so to speak.
0: you know the you other know what I mean? the other side of that is this." When you see someone that's really succeeding, there's there's a couple of schools of thought.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One is that great, because if that moron can succeed, I know I can too. That's the first thing you've got to think yeah. about. Then the second thing is, when someone has gotten to that point, imagine the pain and suffering they've gone through to get to that point. They want to enjoy that for mm-hmm. themselves a little while. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just for them, and we should acknowledge that and go, you know what, it's just for them. That's a good point. And it- oh, they're yeah. not ignoring me. Yeah. They're just trying to make it last for themselves. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. You have to be for yourself Mm -hmm. in certain situations. But for a guy like you, I would say, don't say they haven't done anything for me. Say, thank God they haven't done anything against me or Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. See, forget, forget forget asking for the help. The help is, is, God's going to help. Someone's going to help. God, Mm -hmm. listen, listen. you're You're going to be fine.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, what I was going to say was what I say now to Mm -hmm. that. And I like where you were going with Mm -hmm. that. So I'll, I'll I'll use some of that Mm -hmm. for sure. But, what I was saying was kind of what you were saying. I would say, well, you know, that person may be a jerk and still get all the shit that he has, mm-hmm. but you can't take away how fucking good he is. You can't take away the,
0: the talent. You, know? you can't take it away. Acknowledge the greatness <laughs> yeah. in someone else, and, and yeah. forget. And by the way, he may not be a jerk. You know, it, it, maybe he, maybe this person, mm-hmm. maybe the biggest asshole in the world. I don't know, but the, it's just when you finally get somewhere and you. Roll your blanket out, and mm-hmm. the beds comfortable. There's a little chocolate there. Mm-hmm. You want to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And in that process, you're not worried about what's happening down on the first or second floor. Sure, you're worried about what's happening right here in your own particular room. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've got to acknowledge that with people. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew Harry Lennox from um, from Superman. I love Harry. And I love Harry's him. Been, you know he's been in the AOF a couple yeah. times. And we we talk. And he's we, in your movie. He's in my movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And Harry's a funny guy, because when, when we got together, he, had, he was in between films, and, and there was a little bit of a struggle there for some things. Mm-hmm. And I talked to Harry a little bit, and, and we're running back. Harry's the same guy, when he was struggling, that he is now that he's got Blacklist and Man mm-hmm. of Steel versus Batman, whatever that mm-hmm. stuff is. And I called me the other day, and I said, hey, Harry, listen, you were fantastic in 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. And he said, I wasn't in 12 Years a Slave. And I said, said, sure you were, Harry. Sure you were. So I call him and take all these films as a black actor go, oh, my God, you were great in Harlem Nights.
2: He goes, that was Forrest Whitaker.
0: I said, yeah, whatever. And what I'm saying is, Harry... You are better or greater than all those people who I'm comparing you to. Interesting. Because now I'm recognizing your greatness mm-hmm. in that you are every role. They're trying now to be Harry Lennox. Oh, okay. yeah. See, so I'm trying to yeah. – it sounds like a, like a little jab, but it's uh-huh. not. I'm like, you're in everything, Harry. Mm-hmm. You're bigger than everything. And I applaud that guy. He's one mm-hmm. of the guys I just I,
1: – I, He's I, been knee-brown for years.
0: He's amazing. Mm-hmm. He's amazing, prefer, amazing. He's a better person than he is an actor. He's an amazing actor. so I told you what a good person he is. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing, amazing say. guy.
1: Hmm. All right. So let's get just a little bit into um, some of the projects you've worked on. And sure. And let's get into how you started AOF. Okay. Let's tell the kids what that is.
0: Okay. Well, my latest project um, I'm very proud uh, to be doing is a film called Victims. All right. It's an independent film. and well, You're about to
1: start shooting like in a month or two, right? Yeah.
0: Um, we've been working on it. We've already actually started uh, shooting. Okay. We've been rehearsing and shooting. So... It's a beautiful new film. It's about two people come to America. They're immigrants, and they're trying to carve out a life for themselves. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, one of them is a criminal. The other one's going to be a criminal. <laughs> and and um, this is the way I see America. Mm-hmm. Everybody's a criminal. Mm-hmm. Everybody here is a criminal. Yeah. You stole because if you're here and you stole the land for the Indians, you're a criminal. <laughs> if you're here and you forced Chinese labor to work, then you're an, you're, you're a criminal. If you're here and you had slaves, mm-hmm. and you're a criminal. If mm-hmm. you're here and you had Chinese slaves. You kicked the Mexicans out of California. <laughs> you took the Indians out of the country. Everybody here's a thief. You, I don't care what mm. you say. Mm. You, you know, when, when we were in World War II, I guess we gave reparations to the Japanese that so we interned, right? And you notice that I say we interned because it's always it's always a we. We're American. We did it, right? But you find they say, "Well, I wasn't there. I didn't do did it. I mm. can't. I can't be responsible for mm. slavery. I wasn't there." Like, like yeah, you were there, and because <laughs> you can't say you can't say you're in an your American.
1: Blood. In your blood. You can't say you're an American <laughs> if you
0: don't accept what America did. You mm-hmm. could say that. You know, well, I wasn't there, but you are an American, so therefore you are part of America's fabric. Mm-hmm. So, no matter what you've done, America is criminal. Sure, and I love, by the way, it's criminal being the greatest country in the world. Mm-hmm. But every country is criminal. Every citizen is criminal because you're part of a criminal society that's mm-hmm. done something to somebody somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And until we recognize that and say, yeah, we were a part of that, we're going to acknowledge it. We're going to do this, whether it's reparations or it's. Um, uh, at least acknowledging what you've done,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, then there's a problem. And the problems that we're seeing now are becoming overwhelming because now you've got uh, illegal aliens being signed into... Uh, a citizenship yeah. and birth certificates and licenses. You have people who are here illegally from other countries who are are, are terrorists or mm-hmm. trained to be terrorists. or They want to kill Americans. Mm-hmm. Then you have government officials who are going to jail left and right. Uh, even Grimm back in New York. These people are corrupt people. Mm-hmm. So What's occurring is you have all this cacophony and anger and, and, and fear, and then you've got a, uh, six cops jumping on, on Eric Garner and choking him to death, uh-huh. saying it wasn't a chokehold. <laughs> now, I, I got to tell you something, okay? I'm, I'm going I'm to be- Go ahead, get uh, it in. This is what get bothers me about that. <laughs> For them to be standing up in a room mm-hmm. and to say, I didn't kill that man, is tantamount just saying, we didn't. I mean, we didn't displace the Indians. We didn't have Chinese labor. We didn't have Mexican. Labor. <laughs> See, you're doing it again, but you're doing it. On, you keep doing it, uh-huh. and
1: within I, the legal system we, too, that within eventually
0: the within, within the legal system? So yeah. you're now a legal criminal. It's like Jamie Dimon, who was one of the architects of, of uh, the credit default swap situation, which led to the, to the, the big meltdown. Okay. I'm never Jamie Dimon was hauled onto to Congress mm-hmm. for, for a hearing, and he was lambasted by the congressman, but he just passed a new budget.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He was the architect of that budget, which was passed by the United States <laughs> government. A criminal... Pa- so, listen, apparently it's not bad to be a criminal anymore, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of America. I'm part of slavery. I'm mm-hmm. part of the illegals getting their licenses. Mm-hmm. I'm part... Of, you cannot be in without being a part of that thing. So I think that the projects that I'm doing now... Uh, one of which is also the Kelly Thomas story. Mm-hmm. You guys may be familiar that Kelly was a young 145 pound man in Fullerton who was uh, a week ago, his anniversary, his four year anniversary when he was murdered by six cops. Mm-hmm. And his father and I met serendipitously mm-hmm. and we began working on a film that was originally titled Necessary Force.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not an indictment against police. I love cops. I have no problem with cops. Mm-hmm. The cops that call me tonight. I love you, Officer Anaya. <laughs> Thank you for seeing the truth. What happens is, is that we're criminals,
2: hmm. and
0: criminals have to do and engage in criminal acts. Sure. So these six cops beat this guy to death. A jury found them not culpable for the death, but the civil trial starts next week oh. or two weeks. They will be found culpable for the civil yeah. side of it. So they still got to pay, hmm. and the city has to pay, and the uh, government has to pay, hmm. and then the citizens who don't get the money that was paid out because of these lawsuits, hmm. they're going to pay. Hmm. So – in some way, all the criminals end up paying anyway. You call <laughs> it. We're all going to pay. We all got it coming. Mm-hmm. But we have to cop to what we've done. And I think some of the films that I'm doing right now. Uh, they're
1: personal. I'm hearing some personal. They're very personal because, Damn.
0: you know, to hear a guy call for his father. You can watch the video on, online. Oh, really? He calls for it. He's being beaten for over 20 minutes. And they show, there's a whole video of it. And he's calling for his father because his father. What's, what's
1: his name again? What Kelly name?
0: Thomas. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the funny thing. He's being beaten to death by six cops. Uh, um. And they're videotaping it. They're they're breaking their tasers on his face, okay? His face. And they're taping it. And he starts calling for his father, dad, wow. dad. And he calls his dad thirty-two times during the beating. What? Now here's why he was calling his dad, because his dad was a cop. What? Yes.
1: Damn, that's a big t- thing. I gotta give it. Wow. That shit, right? His dad. His
0: dad is Kelly Tom. Uh, I was Ron Thomas. He's a Damn. police officer, a decorated veteran, and. He knew his son was ill. The guy was uh, had some mental issues, not mm-hmm. violence, but he was uh, uh, he wasn't homeless, but he was he was a guy who walked the streets, mm-hmm. and the cops were tired. They had over a hundred and fifty interactions with him, like Kelly, go home, this kind mm-hmm. of thing. Or, he was never a violent person, never hurt anybody. Hmm. Uh, but the cops had had enough of him, and they decided to beat him to death one night, and that's exactly what they did. And his father's taken up the struggle. So I'm involved in that film. The, f- the film did. we just finished, which I think is brilliant, was a horse film called Behind the Gate. Hmm. It stars Joe Pesci, Oscar De La Hoya, Bob Baffert, hmm. uh, Bobby Flay, Mark Verge. Oscar De La Hoya,
1: right? Yeah, Oscar's yeah. great. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, you want to hear Oscar, a
0: yeah. great Oscar story? Yeah. I worked with Oscar last year on this film. I interviewed him. I set up an interview for him mm-hmm. for this film. So when he got to, to the place... Um, I said, hey, Oscar, you want to hear a great Oscar story? He goes, what? You want to hear a great Oscar De La Hoya story? He goes, yeah, sure. I said, okay. I said, 1992, Pasadena, California. You're walking through a nightclub um, um, in uh, Miller Alley. He said, yeah. I said, you had eight bodyguards with you. And he said, <laughs> he was okay. The he said, okay. The night cl- I said, the nightclub was called Shelter. It was run by the owners of the uh, Roxbury Clubs and Roxbury mm-hmm. South and a few other clubs. Mm-hmm he goes, okay. I said, you used to come there on a regular basis with your boys. You could have a few drinks and have fun. Mm -hmm. He said, okay. I said, do you remember that club? He said, yes. I said, okay. Now, fast forward uh, 20 years. Hmm. There's a young kid who just quit school. He didn't get the high school education. But his mother called me and said he's having problems. Hmm. I said, I gave some information to her, and she gave her son a set of ping golf clubs Hmm. from Oscar de la Hoya.
1: Hmm.
0: He goes, what? I go, You just changed the life of a young Hispanic kid without knowing it. He goes, wait, this is going too far. Tell me what's happening here. (laughs) I said, when you were in that nightclub Mm -hmm. 20 some odd years ago, you were drunk. Mm -hmm. And a security guy who really respected you, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: really respected you, was standing there. And he was kind of a tough guy, kind of big, didn't bother. You know, he wasn't afraid of your bodyguards. He was ready to go. And (laughs) you had to pass him to get to a certain part of the club. Mm -hmm. And he refused to move. And so one of the bodyguards went to move him and he pushed the bodyguard out of the way and they were like, uh oh. <laughs> so you looked at the body at the bouncer and said, It's like that. And the bouncer said, Yeah, champ, it's just like that.
2: Hmm.
0: I said, So now let's go back and you buy all your you buy all your bodyguards a sets of ping golf clubs three months later. Hmm. He goes, Yeah, I did buy them all pings. I said, Okay. So one of your bodyguards couldn't use those ping clubs, hmm. so he had took him back to the store. Well, this guy's wife saw those pings and bought them for her husband Mm -hmm. because they were used now. So they couldn't be sold for full price. So she got a $25 set of golf clubs Mm -hmm. for 250 (laughs) bucks. She gave them to her husband. Mm -hmm. Her husband gave those golf clubs to the Hispanic woman's son who was having trouble in school. Those clubs came from you. The guy in the nightclub was me. I sold those clubs to that. I gave the clubs away because I was disappointed for the champ who I'd loved so much and saw him in that state. And he goes, Oh my God
1: i gotta
0: give you another one, dude. Wow. So Oscar was in that film, and yeah. Oscar, when I saw him in that condition, I was very disappointed. I was, mm. I was willing to fight to say, this yeah. is not Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, That's yeah. how overaffected I was. Mm-hmm. Well, when I got the clubs, I found out who they came from. Mm. I didn't want the clubs anymore. So I gave the clubs (laughs) to the kid. (laughs) I gave the clubs to the kid to help him get through his trouble with school because he was golfing. So now he had the best clubs in the world from the best boxer in the world from a guy who was upset by Oscar De La Hoya. Very strange story.
1: But Oscar's in the film,
0: and it's a Mm -hmm. film about horse racing in America. It was made by Mark and Daryl it stars Joe Pesci, who's a lifelong friend of theirs. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had a writing session with Pesci because of that film. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a call. He said he wants to meet with you because you uh, co-wrote the script. He wants to talk mm-hmm. to you about changing some language. I go, I don't want to go to Pesci's house <laughs> because, because I'm not really starstruck anymore. Mm-hmm. But he's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. So we go to the house. I set up my computer, and they put a spread out just like you've done. They had all mm-hmm. kinds of food, and and I said, "What are we doing?" He goes, "Well, listen, kid. You know, um, I don't say every word." It's not easy for me to say every word. Like anybody doesn't say every mm-hmm. word easily. I want to go over the script with my lines, and then you write the words that I don't say well, and then let's change the words and make sure they fit. It may have to fit my mouth. Okay. He said, that's a trick I learned from Scorsese. You've got to make the talent comfortable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I learned from Joe uh, Pesci wow. uh, how to that's do that. Beautiful. You gotta make the talent, that's beautiful. You've got to make the talent able, better able and equipped to mm-hmm. you, you say your words. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really important lesson for young that's writers good. from a guy who's won an Academy Award, and who's been mm-hmm. around, and uh, it, that film was a really, really and it's, great. It's experience. not
1: working enough. That motherfucker is a beast. He well, still, I mean, we don't see him enough, and for whatever his reasons are,
0: I don't think it's but, his reason. I think that I don't think he's seen as relevant because young I mean, people don't know him. Well, they but,
1: made him a caricature, right. and comedians, you know, play against him and whatever. So it's
0: that's it where like, I think that's a lot of an issue. But I think what they're missing is that he's a. If, if you ever see a film called Man on Fire, yeah, okay? of course, not the one with Denzel Washington. The original uh, man on uh, fire uh, okay. with okay. with with uh with Danny Aiello okay. Joe Pesci Scott Glenn <laughs> that yeah that's what they made the Denzel Washington film from but Joe mm-hmm. Pesci starred in that film now remember this Joe was not a huge guy
2: mm-hmm.
0: but to be able to play a role that he had to play in that film you don't mm-hmm. have, you don't get to see a guy of small stature sure. you see he hit me so hard with that film hmm. When I, I, I said, forget Casino, forget Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. That's where Joe Pesci shined. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, the 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 meat of an actor, mm-hmm. and that's where I realized, you know there's there's talent out there with these guys. But open yourself to learning from sure. it. So those are come the recent projects, and of course my film Sunny and Ray Ray with mm-hmm. with Nick Mancuso, Harry Lennox, Bobby Eakes, um, the great uh, Harry Lennox. It's a story of two people who fall in love in a very disparate situation. Mm-hmm. I shot it uh, two years ago. We're just finishing every, we've done a couple of previews. I won a couple of awards, but the film's actually, to me, not finished yet. Mm-hmm. We're just making a few small cuts and trims. And uh, the film is beautiful. So I've been very, very lucky. And of course my show. Now, I watched
1: a trailer for it last night.
0: Thank you. And then my cute. show is Dell Weston on film. That's a show where we bring attention to a lot of uh, indie people actors and talent we've been shooting for uh three and a half years mm-hmm. we just really moved our set this week that's one of the yeah, problems yeah. That we had with stopping the show we are moving our set and uh it's at Dell weston on film mm-hmm. and it's the it's show on
1: youtube and everything it's or? on
0: Dell weston on film it's on vimeo it's on youtube but what i wanted was a, was a tv show that was actually on television mm-hmm. so i went through uh and began getting copies to all the stations across the country it's now in 25 markets mm-hmm. so it airs to millions of people every single week, not just on the internet, but actually on, on television. So it's been, I've been, yeah, and it's going to be expanding again this year. So
1: you're going to have a brother on the show?
0: I'll, that's <laughs> now, you will we'll be on in two weeks. We're redoing it. you will it. be on in two weeks, but we've had some great guests and it's just been, it's been a wonderful experience okay. to meet people and really to, to partner with them in their own success. Mm-hmm. It's been great.
1: Oh, he on some Byron Allen shit. That's what, that's what, he be licensing this shit out yeah, there. Byron <laughs> Allen. <was> just... <laughs> Motherfucker, just one of the richest people. and People don't even know exactly.
0: it. <laughs> He's doing his... Yeah. I think he gets money from some of the sponsors like McDonald's too because he is a black-based show. Mm-hmm. And then they underwrite some of his stuff because it's a good thing to do. But um, a lot of that is not the way I've gone. I've not really asked anybody for anything. I've raised whatever funding I've raised, is private equity funding. I haven't really gone out as a community guy because that's not where I see my place, even though some of the things I've done that have been the best to me have been our charity events that we've run. Uh, Back in the early 90s, I was was, uh, um, involved and I created a process that was, uh, I noticed that kids of parents with AIDS weren't getting Christmas gifts. So I created a program to give uh, gifts to the uh-huh. children of parents with AIDS, but the cool thing was, this club where I was doing the promotion for about a month or two, we had these mm-hmm. huge windows of gift displays. So everyone, somewhere, brought a gift or money, and I put it in this big display. Mm-hmm. And then one day, one of my employees came up to me and she said, "It's so nice what you're doing for these people with you know with children of uh, parents with AIDS, but mm-hmm. I don't have kid toys for my kids. Mm-hmm. I've got three children, I don't have one toy for my kids." And I said, "Oh." So we had 150 employees at the mm-hmm. place. And I said to all the moms, come here a second. I said, if any mom is struggling for Christmas, before we give the, the toys to the people mm-hmm. with AIDS, <laughs> let's it. take care of our stuff. <laughs> Go through the windows right now and get all the toys you want for all your kids. And there was so much stuff, mm-hmm. it didn't even put a dent in what we were able to give. And that has translated for over 20 years of charity giving to this year, which culminated in our RD career event mm-hmm. at the festival this year, mm-hmm. where we took uh, a bunch of kids to pain playing. We took our artists from AOF, filmmakers, writers, and producers. We matched them with a child and they painted these beautiful uh, uh, sculptures At paint and play and fired them. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Nestle came in and, and sponsored part of that. Like and that. Lisa Barrios at Paint and Play was just brilliant. But it was one of the most wonderful international things you would imagine. And I heard Lorraine Portman doesn't want to be acknowledged, and Chrissy Harding doesn't mm-hmm. want to be acknowledged, but those are two AOF people who made okay. donations to help run that event again next year. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Chrissy Harding of Mustache Fame, mm-hmm. and thank you, Lorraine Portman, for stepping up and doing something that I think is brilliant. That's for It's
1: pretty well, good. On that note, let me just say this one last thing. <clears throat> are you, you guys open right now for AOF?
0: AOF is now accepting its submissions at AOFFest.com. You can also go to Without a Box or to Film Freeway. Mm-hmm. AoF will be running in August of 2015. It always runs in, in the summertime. Uh, we will be screening over 500 films. We have a huge writers' division. Mm-hmm. We do our writer mm-hmm. scenes, which no one else does, where we record scenes from people's <laughs> scripts with actors and put mm-hmm. them up for people to see. We also do well, our. We
1: have a top-notch award show.
0: We have a top. Yeah, we have it a couple of. It makes you
1: feel stuff. important. I love this shit. We, you know why are it's we nice. not?
0: Why so is it for shorts? No, no, it's everything. 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 Every, you know, shorts, feature-length films, dramas, comedies, uh action films sci-fi. if you want, they sci-fi, every everything, category. yeah. Every action on film does not refer does not refer to action films. Mm-hmm. Action on film re- refers to the action a filmmaker takes to make his or her effort mm-hmm. and then the reaction to that action by the audience. That's, that's right. all it means. Uh, that's right. Nothing okay. else. And it's gotten a little bit uh, strained because people think, like, "Oh, you're just action movies." I'm like, "Well, if you, if you think we're action movies, you might want to go to the website
1: and do the research and, and, stra- and, and, and clear <laughs> so, your
0: head." Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That's for that. All right, so where can people find you, Dell?
0: You can find me at DelWestononFilm.com. That's dellwestononfilm dot com. AOF fest. He's done this before. AOF fest dot com. You can also find me on Facebook if you'd like. I don't know why you would, but you can find me on Facebook. And uh, I'm you're, the g- you on Twitter. I'm on Twitter yeah. not as much but uh, uh, Facebook is really the thing that I use the most because there's a lot of stuff that we want to show people mm-hmm. and I noticed it was just a funny thing mm-hmm. um, I put up comments about Eric I put up comments about Eric Garner and a few other people on my oh, really? on my pages mm-hmm. not as many people like me saying that stuff as me saying <laughs> hey your film was great mm-hmm. but I'm not about uh, the topic of today. And if I never have any more success in my life, I've had enough to be grateful mm-hmm. for. So I just got to keep putting those things up and let people know that I'm, I'm a person that is involved with the social issues as well.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up. Where can they find you at? My man, by uh, the way, just so you guys know, we getting, we got my man, Gary here <laughs> sitting in the baby rider seat <laughs> thank you very much. Um, say your last name again. I am Gary Gurrier, Gurrier. and, uh, you could find me on Instagram at spiritual
0: compass. Right, I created Spiritual Compass um, because I think we need to get back to
1: self-love. That's what's up. And again, I'm your host, Hilliard Guess, and we appreciate you guys listening to Screenwriters Rant Room. If you guys want to um, support us, please find us on Twitter. I like to say it like that. Twitter. It's cool. <laughs> ScreenwritersRR, or you can follow me at Hilliard Guest. Um, if you guys want to send us an email or anything, uh, please reach out. ScreenwritersRantRoom at gmail.com. And um, big shout out to a couple of the top countries that are following us right now. Damn, we are everywhere right now. I know
0: it. It's everywhere. wonderful. It's
1: fucking amazing. Um, France, Canada, um, Australia, um, South Africa, uh, Brazil. It's crazy. England, of course. You guys are like number two. We appreciate y'all. Um, and to all the rest of you guys, man, thank you. Uh, U.S., of course. Um, New York is big. Um, San Francisco's big Of course that's where I'm from You know how that is I love San Francisco I love San Francisco (laughs) Florida Arizona A lot of y'all motherfuckers out there We appreciate you Seattle So just letting you guys know. Again, this is Screenwriters' Rant Room. I hope you guys got a lot of game. Dale went in today. Y'all should really listen to this episode a couple times. It was, I'm gonna have to do that shit. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm gonna go have some self love because Gary <laughs> just said he's doing. I was thinking that yeah, I can go over to stop at thrifties and get some stuff. I'll be self loving tonight. I yeah. love it.
1: Congratulations <laughs> to Gary, by the way. When we came in here, that his agent called him. He's on a veil for. Like, oh, nice! Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, Good for awesome. you.
0: Good for you. I would yeah. go national. I'll be make a billion. And it keeps
1: running <laughs> That's oh. And
0: don't forget the book at uh, oh, the, the, the world's uh, The top 100 indie filmmakers In the world on iTunes
1: And what's coming up next
0: The top 50 writers in the world and Who's
1: the coolest Motherfucker in that book right Kill now? your yeah. guess And I love
0: By the way I love your pictures People <laughs> yeah. understand Writers need pictures You got great pictures Thank you You got great pictures
1: Thank you <laughs> Cause I'm cool like that
0: He is cool I'm cool like, like
1: that, that. I'm black like that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's
0: just not whack like that.
1: Exactly. Ooh. He's not whack like I mean, that. He's I a I good guy. We might have to freestyle over yeah. here. Yeah. Me tell you,
0: don't don't freestyle. I would ju- I would just say I would just say this: kicking wicked rhymes like a fortune teller, because the wickedness done by Jack London the all divided and sold for the liquor and the gold, smacked in the back for the other man of mac. That listen to that song. It's a very important song. It's can't trust it by Public Enemy, oh,
1: yeah. and can't I trust think it. hearing that
0: song—that is almost my uh, my That's my your mantra. Mantra. That's your mantra. Because it, the only person you should ever trust, and I hate to say it this way, and I'm, I apologize for people I offend, just trust yourself. That's trust that. you first. Cool. Everything else, suspect.
1: On that note, we're gonna go out for y'all. So we're gonna do. we gonna keep it 1,000, 1,015, Right. So y'all know how we do it on the Screenwriters' Rant Room. We keep it street. We keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? One thousand and fifteen. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp room. Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it, and anybody can get it. No limit. We hit to kill it. We turning into the thrillers, and no, ain't no stopping any topic, even the random. I rent. hope that you ready. We enterin in the zone soon. We only grow shit. Welcome to the ramp room.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got to say.